Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 30th, 2019. Strong hand, like that shirt says. Buy and hold. Long-term thinking, baby. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Be a unique beast. Having hype. Unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. You're home for Bitcoin insider information. No fancy sets or graphics. Conviction. Okay, people. Bitcoin first. And check out all the links below, including the sportsmeister.com, where you can listen to all my podcasts. I've been doing some special audio-only podcasts. You won't see them in video because they're only in audio. Oh, yeah. Check them out over there. And follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. It has been blowing up there. I'm going to tell you about an old uh, video clip I tweeted out there. I'll save that for the end of the show, but people have been retweeting it like crazy today. It's uh, from 2015, from March the 30th, 2015. A great clip about long-term thinking and not being impulsive and not drinking soda. <laughs> oh, I combined it all. But, you know, that's what this is all about. I combined it all here. You never know what I'm going to bring up, baby. All you strong handers, I'm so happy to see you here today. And so earlier in the day, I think it was at about 11.15 uh, Eastern um, Baltimore time, I uh, saw the price of Bitcoin. Just all of a sudden, it goes up 300 bucks. I was like, oh, today must be the hearing. Yeah, today is probably that hearing. Sure enough, the hearing had reached, it had just started only a little bit before then. If someone had probably said something very positive, you never know. As I said, these are always days of turbulence when the United States Senate has some, some hearing that. Everyone's going to forget in a week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the uh, the people who play around in the markets, they like to uh, jump on news and rumors. And, well, that's that's news right there, I guess. Although, So, yeah, you were all prepared. You weren't freaked out. But I didn't even know exactly what day it was going to be. I thought it might be tomorrow. But the minute I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's going on right now. So, so easy to see how the weekends, uh, what happens with all these traders. But here, let, let's read you. There are links below that show you, uh, you know, if you want to know exactly what the senators are saying, you can you can read these links. I, I don't know what they're saying. Actually, there's one quote I enjoyed that I saw retweeted uh, by Matt O'Dell, I believe. I'm going to share that in a, a second. But it's officially called the Blockchain Hearing at U.S. Senate Banking Committee. Summary so far. Okay, that's linked below. Uh, a United States Senate Banking Committee hearing on regulatory framework for cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Oh, God, what, what a name. I mean, examining regulatory frameworks for digital currencies and blockchain. Wow, man, they're, they're still that blockchain, not Bitcoin, man. They're, they're speaking of 2015. Some of those dudes are definitely stuck in 2015. Again, they can't stop Bitcoin. Uh, this is obviously over the concern over Libra. And Libra, by the way, is now starting to say, well, maybe we really, maybe it's not going to really happen. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But here, the U.S., this is a the senator, Senator Crapo, his name is. 
am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> if the U.S. were to decide, and I'm not saying we should, we don't want cryptocurrency in the U.S., let's ban it. I'm pretty confident that we couldn't do that because this is a global phenomenon. Baby, you are learning, Senator Crapo. Good job. Good job, dude. Welcome to 2019. No, you can't stop it. Yes, it is a global phenomenon. Hey, man. Well, maybe, maybe these said, maybe these hearings do serve a purpose. I, 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 they're learning. Okay. So let's talk about what they're really interested in. I mean, they know they can't. Well, some of them know they can't stop Bitcoin. But they are starting to figure out, well, maybe we can, we, we can stop Facebook or we can uh, – we can make them do things we want them to do. And, but here we go. There's an article from The Block, Crypto, The Block, whatever it's called. Facebook has now itself warned that Libra cryptocurrency may never launch due to significant regulatory scrutiny. Significant regulatory scrutiny. Okay. Now, it, true, true. I mean, they're signaling some pretty uh, significant scrutiny. I mean, especially that hearing from, what was it, two weeks ago. But I mean, if it, Facebook, they could play, but I, I think I think Facebook is, is laying this rumor out there just so people understand this can take this can take a while. Personally, I believe they're going to get their way. They they're ones to follow the rules if they must. I mean, I mean, they <laughs> they censor certain things, they erase certain things on their site. Uh, I mean, some say that they you know, they 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 don't follow certain rules, and they, to an extent, in terms of privacy, they're not great with privacy. But does the United States have strict privacy laws for uh, social media co companies? No. If they did, I, I think Facebook would probably be more prone to follow those strict laws. But in terms of what they're trying to do, print their own money, they this is a very valuable uh, industry they want to get into. And I think they're willing to jump through all sorts of hoops. Now, now because again, there are people like Udi out there on Twitter and had to tell me Bitcoin to MC around the corner. I can see him every Sunday there, uh, who, who have said all along that Libra will not happen. I, I'm, I'm saying it's going to happen. I, I'm saying it's going to happen. Now, now, if they really are a little bit worried about all this, if they're if they think you know this really might be a huge pain, I would suggest to them that they start floating some. Well, they should they should send out a press release. You see, this is where the big boys play. So they play like a big boy against the government and uh, send out a press release. Send that. Put it all over Facebook. Uh, you know, change the algorithm so everybody sees this press release again. They can influence all of their uh, users, and a really good way to influence them uh, would be saying, "Hey, you know this cryptocurrency we want to have here? It's going to be, it's going to serve as a private universal basic income coin, saving the United States billions of dollars by allowing this financial experiment to take place privately without costing the taxpayer a dime." Now this would this would create some constituent pressure on some of the congressmen to lessen their regulatory concerns. If this, if Facebook wanted to take it to the next level, 
They could even say, well, you know, our coin, it's not just going to be a use, universal basic income coin. We're It's going to be a reparations coin, too. Oh, yeah, they'll go there. Go there. Go there if you have to. Go to Elijah Cummings' house on Madison Avenue in Baltimore. Well, he says he lives there, at least. Anyway, go there and do the reparations thing if you need to. You know, I mean, to get – because, again, I'm – I'm saying I'm a fan of Facebook creating their own private money. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The world, the people need to understand. It's not about just countries creating their own money. If a, if a company wants to do it, then let them do it. Facebook's just as powerful as some countries, and they'll be more powerful than many a country once they get this Libra thing going. And they might just put the middle finger up at the United States if, a, if it doesn't work, and they'll just do it in Switzerland or somewhere else. I don't know. But I think it, I, I'm saying to all of you people, there are people who try to like thought. They're like, oh, you know, Facebook coin might be becoming bigger than Bitcoin. Let them compete. It won't. But let them compete. It will bring more people into cryptocurrency. This is where the big boys play. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Even when Libra, when Libra comes into existence one of these days and it's number one on coin market cap because of its inflated supply and they're doing UBI, maybe they will take my advice and, and, and use that as a gimmick. Hey, seriously, but have some leverage here, Facebook. Over the government people, get the constituents to put pressure on their con congressmen to let you have your way. I mean, you – there have been experiments. Uh, I mean, there have been studies that say that Facebook and social media can, can control people's emotions. And uh, there, there are people screaming to the rooftops, oh, they control elections. We must regulate them, which is, is again, I, I – or we must <laughs> force them not to block uh, people they want to block. Again, I, I if, if Facebook wants to get rid of all the people that agree with me, that's their that's their business model. Fine, I don't care. I, I say uh, let let private companies do what they want to do. I'm not going to get into that argument right now. Anyway, we shall see what happens. If you have any questions, by the way, I forgot to say this at the beginning. I don't know how much time we'll have for that, but you can type in Bitcoin Master, Bitcoin Meister. <laughs> I forgot my own name. Pound that like button in the uh, super chat uh, or send the super chat. And what's this? Roaming Q said 20 percenters versus 80 percenters. Politicians get nothing done and talk in front of cameras. Satoshi developed the greatest technology in human history and then disappeared forever. Oh, yeah, man. That is definitely a contrasting uh, type of personalities there. Uh, Satoshi versus the uh, sociopathic uh, uh, congressman. And Guy Ben said, don't forget the student loan forgiveness coin. Guy Bennett, you you are exactly right. I actually just made a uh, podcast about this. I don't think it's going live till tomorrow, uh, where where I say that uh, yeah, if uh, if there's a government, if you hear about some radical uh, government program, you should think how could creating a Bitcoin crypto dividend solve this problem and privatize it? Why not? <laughs> All right, uh, but that's a that's a thought experiment for you. But I I'll talk about. You check out the podcast, people, sportsmeister.com. I'm like posting a new one every 12 hours. Uh, but so, uh, of course, most of them are just these shows in uh, audio form over there. Moving on. We, well, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, Zach Seward said there's the Facebook way, build a new thing, which is Libra, and the square way, supporting an existing thing, Bitcoin. Going to be interesting to see how these two approaches play out over time. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see how Twitter versus Facebook uh, or you can Square versus Facebook 
goes uh, in terms of their approaches to getting into the cryptocurrency space. Uh, and we'll see how committed they are to those uh, paths. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe uh, you never know. Twitter, they Square could create their own coin. I'm not saying they are, but let, let's see their conviction to, in, in what they believe in, okay? And again, this is where the big boys play. Let's see which one is best for private business. Is it best for a private business to uh, adopt Bitcoin or is it best for them to create their own coin and uh, print their own money? And then when their coin goes to the dumps, they uh, just uh, switch it for, uh, they trade it all in for Bitcoin. So in the long run, they, I mean, who knows? All right. Again, in the long run, they'll all end up in, in holding some Bitcoin, some of these companies, definitely all of these companies. Now, I, I, I do want to bring up, uh, you know, since we're talking about government and government hearings and people wanting to regulate uh, the social media giants, which, again, I don't believe in. Uh, are you a are you a Bitcoin fan and, and, and you're tired of uh, every political person out there? It seems like so many are. I mean. I try not to notice these things, but I, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I just only talk about them usually on Saturday shows. And you, you shouldn't because it's noise, but it's been really loud lately. And there's a lot of political people are calling everything racist. Everything's racist. Everything they don't like is racist. That's a new thing in politics. Well, not a new thing, but it's, it's building in politics. Okay. Now, I, I can see why you'd be annoyed by that and why you think that's wrong. And, you know, I agree. I think it's ridiculous for government officials to call every tweet they don't like racist um, and misinterpret everything for being racist. I mean, the word racist has every week, it seems it has less and less meaning. It means nothing. Okay. So you're a Bitcoiner and you don't like, you don't like that the people are abusing the word uh, racist. Now I have another question for you. Um, and this will put everything in perspective. Are you a Bitcoiner and do you call everything you don't like in cryptocurrency a scam? Anyway, there's lots of ways to abuse language. Okay, moving on. So think, think about it a little bit. And when you hear people screaming racist, 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 you should think about how you might sound if you're calling every single thing a scam. I mean, there's, there's not that much of a difference on a certain level there. Now, uh, there's a, a Coindesk, actually Coindesk has a uh, interesting article out there. <laughs> I give them credit for this one. This was an original one uh, about uh, in, in Chinese in Russia doing business, uh, trying to avoid capital controls. They, they can't send uh, cash back, uh, or they can't lug suitcases full of cash back to China. So they've been going to OTC desk and turning cash into tether. They accumulate a lot of cash in Moscow and need tether to transfer it to China. And they don't want to use Bitcoin because, and this is foolish of them. Some of them, they say like 20% of them use Bitcoin, um, but it's too volatile. And they only need it to be Tether works for them because they said, we don't even care if anything's backing up Tether. They just need to get it to, to China in a day. They get their Tether there in a day and then they, they get rid of the Tether in China. Okay. And that's, that's all they need to do. They need to just get rid of it in a day. They're cool. Read the article. But 
this shows you that Tether has a use case outside of trading and has people believing the story. They believe the story. It's equal to a dollar. It's equal to a dollar because they say so, because all the traders say so. So it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's all intertwined. It's Tether serves a purpose there. And again, it shows you that, hey, let people compete. Let If they can create value out of the blue Tether, and it, then who knows what Facebook coin can do? Who knows what uh, Amazon can do? And I have no problem with them, with Tether being Tether. I have no problem with it because I value my wealth in Bitcoin. Let people take their chances on Tether. Again, it's it's serving the, quite a quite a purpose there in, in, in Russia for the Chinese. Uh, all right. Nick Carter has a uh, tweet out there about a big Bitcoin milestone that's coming up soon. I think it's an interesting one. So Bitcoin is nearing its billionth dollar charge in transaction fees. It should cross the threshold this fall. Hey, man, there's another another number, another milestone. Uh I, I thought that was interesting uh, information. I had not heard that yet. Thank you, Nick Carter. He was on the show quite a while ago, back in the day. Pound that like button. 2017, it was. All right. And we'll speak of back in the day in a second. Really back in the day. First of all, I want to I want to add to something I said. I was talking about Puerto Rico last night. And I had read an article that wasn't, I guess, didn't have all the information. So Chris of MWC, of the MWC Crypto Dividend. He's in Puerto Rico. I met him in Puerto Rico. Great guy. San Juan enjoyed my time in Puerto Rico back in June of 2018. But he had something to add to, well, the regime change <laughs> and what it means for uh, cryptocurrency and the people on the island that are there for tax purposes. The only reason Bitcoiners are in Puerto Rico is Act 22. Which, set, which sets your capital gains rate at 0%. That article doesn't even mention that. Since when you apply for Act 22, you get a contract with the Puerto Rican government that cannot change and is valid for almost 20 years. There is no way a new governor could kick out the Bitcoiners or people like Peter Schiff, etc. All a new governor could do is change the rules for new people applying for Act 22. I doubt there will be many changes for new people applying for Act 22 other than adding requirements like buying a house or additional charitable contributions or something like that. They know that's the only thing bringing in people that create economic activity on the island. Some of the Act 22 billionaires also can lobby very effectively in Puerto Rico. So it's not going away anytime soon. Okay. Everything you said was very logical. Very logical. Very logical. Now, again, there have been times in nations. Now, of course, Puerto Rico is sort of part of the United States nation. But it it is disconnected enough that I still think there could be a chance where things get real illogical. Like just like in Venezuela, like in Cuba, in the where they go from one form of government to something completely new. Now you, you could probably say, well, the United States government wouldn't accept that if 
they, they would send in the troops, perhaps, 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 perhaps. But perhaps they would just let it all go to heck. I don't know. Uh, so it is a contract. Contracts are meant to be broken. But you, you do bring up some very good points. Uh, this is bringing in a lot of money. Uh, and do you do you kill the golden goose, uh, the goose that lays the golden eggs, excuse me, whatever, whatever it's called? Um, you say you doubt there'll be many changes, but yet I, I, they could add more requirements <laughs> uh, for, for the people who apply for Act 22 in the future. So it is I, I do appreciate, Chris, you, you bringing all that up. It's all, all logical stuff. It definitely fleshes out the article. And uh, it uh, again, people are moving there. Again, Peter Schiff is no Bitcoiner. He's moving there because it is a tax friendly environment. And you're saying that they, they can't break the contract with the people that are already there. Okay. Okay. I, I definitely hope so. I definitely hope so. But I mean, there could be a vote. I mean, this could be the first step if there's a new uh, socialist type person elected and then they propose something. Should we secede from the United States totally? And you know, one step, one thing leads to another. Next thing you know is, hey, no more contract. But uh, hey, I, I let's see let's see how it all progresses here. Let's I, I'm leaning toward you, Chris. You gave a logical, very logical stuff there. Very love. But again, people can be illogical sometimes, especially uh, short-term thinking politicians. CNN and uh, Matt O'Dell remind us of uh, well, there's been a hacker gained access to a hundred million dollar, a hundred million Capital One credit card applications and accounts. It actually wasn't a hacker. It was someone who worked at the cloud server where the information was being served. I believe Amazon. Uh, so some an inside again. You're relying on a third party that's got a lot of employees. It only takes one corrupt third party. Uh, Matt O'Dell says KYC is dangerous because again, all of this information was gathered through the KYC process. Credit card has all this information because they're required to get your name, your social security, whatever. Personal information taken included names, incomes. Dates of birth, addresses, phone numbers, and email addresses. Social security numbers for for 140,000 people were also obtained, and about 80,000 bank account numbers were accessed. Okay, by Bitcoin. I mean, <laughs> that's the basic uh, that's the basic uh, thing right there. I mean, you don't have to worry about uh, uh, giving giving up your information to some centralized uh, Bitcoin because there is no centralized Bitcoin. There is no centralized Bitcoin. Um, it's it doesn't it doesn't keep track of you. All right. Pound that like one. So finally, the conclusion. It is I'm going to talk about this tweet clip of mine from uh 2015, from March the 30th of 2015. Uh it was from when Bitcoin was worth $250. And in the video of from March 30th, 2015. And again, it is linked to below. Retweet it, people. Everyone's been retweeting it today. Thank you very much for the people. That's how you support the show. Retweet it. Um, it was $250 then. And I said that you should, uh, instead of drinking soda, you should save a dollar a day and buy. Uh, and it won't take very long and you can buy Bitcoin. And so now you can... It just shows you that back in the day, any and I say anyone can get into this. I said anyone can get into this. 
Americans say they have no money, but they do have money. Anyone can get. So there was nothing stopping anyone, a, a poor person, from saving up 250 bucks and buying it. It was known, okay? Uh, wealth is not just going to drop from the sky into your lap, okay? Like I was watching Cornell West interviewed by uh, Joe Rogan, okay? And he, he likes to complain about poor people being poor and that the system needs to change. The current system, if you can buy real assets, you have real wealth. So you need to prioritize getting real assets over short-term thrills. And so many people can't do it. It's, it's, it's that simple. And the clip shows that, that you, if, instead of buying so soda, you could have bought Bitcoin. Um, I mean, or you could blame and you can scapegoat the rich and say that the people who were talking back, back then, they were rich, uh, they were lucky. Uh, it's, it's all about scapegoating. And the rich are the biggest scapegoat out there, it, it seems like. Uh, well, at least when we're talking about uh, the, the economics of cryptocurrency, people like to uh, vilify, well, you, you're lucky because you're rich or you, you got rich because you, you're lucky. Um, well, anyway, check out, check out the link. It shows you that again, if you were poor back then, if you literally, if you were in the bottom quintile of the United States in terms of household wealth, and you would have spent $250 that today you would no longer be in the bottom quintile. You would no longer be poor. If you would have saved that Bitcoin, you would have an asset worth, including the B cash and the B gold, $10,000, and that would have gotten you out of the, the uh, bottom quintile. You'd be in the second quintile now, okay? You'd be wealthier than 20% of the country. And again, so, I mean, you, you can be like Cornell West and say, we need socialism, we need this, that, and the other, or you can take personal responsibility and get a real asset. And, and that is the perfect example back then. This, this guy, Adam Meister, telling you, don't drink soda, get a real asset. It'll change your life. This is the beginning. It's not early. Anyone can do it. Watch, watch it, people. Watch, watch and learn. And uh, again, it's still early. You can, you can still get a real asset that's going to change your, uh, your, 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 your wealth, your uh, household wealth. Again, will it make as big of a difference in, in such a short period of time? I don't know if it'll be in such a short period of time, but it'll, it'll make a difference. It will make a difference. It will get you on the path of saving. This is the best savings account ever known to man. So that's it. Check it out. Retweet it. I got to talk about Cornell Westmore on, on a uh, on a Saturday show. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, this Rob Meister. And again, uh, hey, he can do what he wants to do and everything. I'm just critiquing him. I'm just just critiquing him. Not going to scapegoat him or anything like that. He, people, if personal responsibility is a new counterculture. He can go his way. I'm going my way. And again, but there are a lot of people who like to scapegoat and vilify. I'm just saying assets are out there. Bitcoin is the best asset out there. I was saying it in 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and I'll keep on saying it. I've got the conviction. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. Did I already say I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister, click all those squares. I will say hi to everyone in the chat. And finally, Guy Bennett says, I also remember the show when you recommended people own six Bitcoin. Now it's one, then two, then three. Well, yeah, man, I'm just saying get as much as you can get as, aim to get that first one. But there's even back in the day, I was saying get 10 now. I mean, that was something I used to say. Yeah, 10's, 10's not exactly that cheap now. All right, pound that like button. Bye-bye.